He's talking about tattoos and radiation. Yeah. I forgot what the other topic was, but I took a little bit of grief because people thought the other topic might have been better. And so I was just wondering, uh, do you remember what the other topic was? I have no recollection of what the other topic was. Okay. okay. Maybe someone else remembers. I don't know. Should I only offer one option? This yeah, thing? no, I, I think the, the other topic was if you have, can you count someone for a minion who's like uh, not completely, uh, I don't know, competent or... The guy right. thought it was Mashiach. Oh, the guy it's thought it was Mashiach, yeah. Right, I, right, I think right. I gave that cheer at some point, so if anyone wants a link, I could probably send you. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, usually yeah. whatever doesn't get chosen, I'll end up giving somewhere else. So, <laughs> so someone else gets your leftovers. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's get started. So, uh, so today, first of all, thank you everyone for coming the morning after Purim. I know sometimes it's a little bit uh, challenging. Um, Oh, did the Mashiach share not get posted? Someone put it in the chat. Maybe I didn't post it. I'll have to check. Okay, maybe there'll be. Maybe next time we'll we'll talk about it if it's not uh, if it's not posted. Um, anyway, so uh, so uh, it's it's always. Uh, oh yeah, I, someone is telling me. I don't know. Is this a public? Uh, oh, to everyone. Yeah, I, I apparently gave the share, but I didn't. I didn't like it, so I I didn't post it. All right, so maybe we'll have to do it well next time. But uh, but anyway, so uh, so there are two Shilas that. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for coming to learn this morning. So uh, as uh, per the usual, we'll do about a half hour of uh, divrei halacha, and then uh, and then after that, um, we'll have a little bit of a dvar Torah on the parsha. So as far as the divrei halacha goes, we're going to do our usual system of uh, two questions, and then you could choose which one you would prefer to talk about. Both of these questions were posed to me. By um, by men, by guys who were asking on behalf of their wives. So uh, the, that's the only thing they have in common. I couldn't think of anything else that they have in common. So uh, so here's Shaila number one. Um, I got the following text. Um, my wife has the following question. She works in a public school in Far Rockaway, and it's very difficult to park on a daily basis with alternate side. There's a church across the street that allows the teachers to park there for a monthly fee. Is she allowed to pay the church to park there? Thanks. And it happens to be that same day I got a similar question, where this is all counting as one, I got a similar question um, on, on a voice note on WhatsApp. Um, Hi Rabbi, it's come to my attention that Rav Shechter says not to do deals with the archdiocese and with churches and whatnot, even if I'm buying from them, because it's giving them profit. Please let me know if there is such an Indian, such an issue. Thank you and have a good day. So uh, that is Shaila number one. So Shaila number one is, can you buy things from the church? Can you buy things from the archdiocese? Can you uh, uh, do business with them? Shaila number two, I got uh, from another Talmud of mine uh, last week, last Friday, one week ago today. Uh, Hi, Rabbi Agutner of Shabbos. My wife is starting a new clinical rotation next week on uh, Tuesday, March 15th for PA school in an OBGYN office. In speaking to fellow students who have already completed this rotation, she found out that some of the work she will be doing involves participating in and assisting in performing abortions and several other halakhically controversial procedures, some of which will be elective and others that will be medically indicated. But she will not know in advance which category each procedure will fall under. How should she go about this rotation? 
If you need a little more of the Matthias, we're happy to discuss it on the phone. So that is Shaila number two. So again, Shaila number one is doing business with the Archdiocese or with, or with the church. And Shaila number two is uh, someone who's studying to be a PA and has to do rotations in an OBGYN office, which may involve abortions and other halakhically problematic procedures. So everyone can use the uh, chat to vote. Let's see how we do it on the votes. Um, how many votes for one? One, two, three, four. Four votes for one and for two. One, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like six votes for two. Okay, it looks like number two is going to win. And Freilchen Purim from Yerushalayim. Okay, so uh, so Freilchen Purim to all those in Yerushalayim who are learning Torah on Purim. Um, all right, so it looks like Shaila number two about the uh, the abortion Shaila. So first of all, the person did not identify all of the halakhically problematic procedures, right? So uh, there, meaning he mentioned abortion, which is one of the halakhically problematic procedures. There are probably other things that go on that are also halakhically problematic and may have different, uh, you know, different conclusions in terms of uh, in terms of our participation in them. For example, if a person is uh, being is is going to be involved in something that's going to affect a woman's fertility, a woman's ability to be able to have children, tying the tubes and the like, where she's not going to be able to uh, to have children. So that is a shaila of sirus. A person is not allowed to do sirus on, uh, on a behema or on a human being. I, 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 I mentioned that not to equate chas v'shalom a behema with a human being, but just because the way the Pasuk says it to us in the Torah is that the Pasuk says that you're not allowed to be misaris an animal, and uh, we assume that therefore for, certainly one is not allowed to be Masaris, a human being either. So that's also another very problematic procedure that comes up. But being that the question as posed was more about abortion than about anything else, let's discuss the issue. So in order to understand uh, what this woman's role should be as a PA in an office where they're going to be doing abortions, um, it's important to, uh, to, to understand what the prohibition, how severe the prohibition of abortion is, and uh, the, uh, the, the, what the Gedarim of Lifnei Iver are as they relate to non-Jews, as they relate to non-religious Jews, and as they uh, may come up in these circumstances, then to put it all together and figure out what her role can or cannot be in the office uh, that is performing the, uh, the abortions. Now, notice the way I phrased it, is that uh, the question is, how severe the prohibition of abortion is. A lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, there's a big machlokas whether abortion is permissible or not. I, I will be the first to tell you maybe, or probably not the first to tell you, there is no machlokas whether abortion is permissible or not. Abortion is asr in halacha. The question is, what is the level of the isr? What is the nature of the isr? What is the level of the isr? Why does it matter what the nature of the level of the isr is? Because lower level isurim may be permissible in more circumstances than higher level Yisurim, meaning very often in halacha, very often in life. Uh, we live in an imperfect world and we have imperfect situations and halachos have to be violated sometimes in order to, uh, in order to do other halachos, in order to fulfill other uh, needs and other halachos. So therefore, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have cases where asei dochalos uh, for those doing davyomi and yivamas, we just had a major sugis of asei dochalos but losasei is already you're not allowed to do losasei's, 
Right, but in order to, if that's the only way to perform a mitzvah sasei, so we have a principle of asei do chalosasei. So there's no such thing as a, a, an abortion that's permissible. Question is, there are circumstances where abortion is permissible. So how broad are the, where abortion might be permissible? How broad are those circumstances? How many circumstances are there where abortion is going to be permissible? And how many of those circumstances are likely to show up at a typical OBGYN? office. So uh, that is the, uh, the, 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 the way to frame the discussion. So let's start with this. There, there are several sugyas in Shas that relate to the issue of getting an abortion. The Gemara Sanhedrin Dafayin Beis quotes a Mishnah in Mesechas Ahalos that you're allowed to kill a fetus that's still emo, that's still in the mother's womb if the purpose in doing so is to save the mother's life. So that right off the bat, whatever level of Isra you want to claim, you want to say that abortion is, there is no doubt, no doubt, it's a Mishnah that if it's threatening the mother's life that you're allowed to kill the fetus in order to save the uh, the mother. The Gemara in Arach and Dav Zayin says that you don't wait for a pregnant woman to give birth if she's Chayiv Misas Beisdin and uh, you carry out the Misas Beisdin meaning a woman is pregnant and she's Chayiv Skila, she's Mechal Shabbos she's uh, whatever, whatever she does that's, uh, that, that earns her Chayiv Misas Beisdin. Beisdin doesn't say, well wait a second, we're killing an innocent child over here. This isn't right. We should wait till the baby's born and then kill the mother. No, Bazin kills the mother knowing full well that that the baby's going to be lost as well and the baby did nothing wrong. Apparently the mitzvah of carrying out the Misas Bazin is such that we don't, that, that we're willing to do so even, even if it means losing the fetus as well. Not only that, when the Gemara says that, when the Gemara says this halacha that they're allowed to carry out the Chiv Misas Beisdin on a pregnant woman, the follow-up line in the Gemara is Pshita. Isn't it obvious that you're allowed to do this? Obvious. I, I wouldn't have thought that that was obvious. I would have thought, wait till the baby, what did the baby do? Wait till the baby's born, and then then uh, put him up for adoption, so that uh, he can be raised in a loving family, and then carry out the Misa Spazdin if the mother needs to be uh, needs to be executed for her crimes. But that's what the Gemara says, that it's Pshita, that you would, uh, that you would execute the mother. A third sugi of Sanhedrin Dafnun Zayin, where the Gemara derives from a Pasuk in Parshas Noach, that if a non-Jew, a non-Jew, kills a fetus, the non-Jew is going to be Chayiv Misa. Whenever a non-Jew violates any of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, it carries with it a Chayiv Misa. So if a non-Jew kills a fetus, the non-Jew is Chayiv Misa. Yet when it comes to a Jew killing a fetus, there is no Chayiv Misa. There's no Chayiv Misa. It's Aser, but the Pasuk says, Ki Natsu Anashim, that when people uh, fight with each other, they get into a physical altercation, and one of them accidentally hits a woman who's, a, who's, who's, a, who's a, a, an observer of this altercation, and she just got uh, you know, caught in the crossfire, and as a result of that, she lost a pregnancy, she lost a baby, um, so the Pasuk says that there's a monetary payment, not that he's Chayiv Misa for doing so, this is not a Chayiv Misa, it is a Chayiv Mamon. So, uh, so th- those are the Gemaras that give us indications 
indications. The problem is the indications are all over the map, right? In the first uh, Gemara, the Mishnah Masech Zalos, quoted in Sanhedrin Davayin Beis, sounds like, uh, 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 okay, it's not Yaharig Va'al Yavor, but, uh, but other than that, it's going to be a pretty severe Isra, unless it's threatening the mother's life. Um, you know, uh, we, we wouldn't, we would never allow it. And in, in the second Gemara, Erech and Zayin, it sounds like we're willing to do it even just to perform the mitzvah saseh of uh, carrying out Mises Beisdin. And then Sanhedrin Daphne and Zayin were saying, it's some sort of monetary payment. So what is the nature of the Isra? How severe is the Isra? So let's start with the severity and then we'll go to the nature, even though that seems a little bit, a little bit backwards. How severe is the Isra? Tosos and Daf Mem Dalet Amrveiz Meseches Nida sounds like he says that it's Heter Gomor. But Rav Moshe in, in Choshe Mishpat, Chelek Beisim and Samachtas, says Tosus clearly did not mean to say that because nowhere in Jewish tradition do we have anyone that holds that abortion is Heter Gomor. So Rav Moshe Feinstein points out in Choshe Mishpat, Chelek Beisim and Samachtas, Tosus clearly meant to say Potter, that you're not going to be high of any Onesh, uh, according to Tosos, but it was, of course, an Isser. The Ran in Chulun Dafnun Ches sounds like it's only an Isser Midrabanan, because the Ran tries to explain why we don't wait for a pregnant woman to give birth before executing her, and he says in Arachan that we spoke about uh, before, and he says that we don't have to be Choshesh Le'uber Klal, that you don't have to worry about the fetus, and the Achiezer points out that it's unlikely that he means that we just have zero concern Concern about the life of the fetus, he means that on a Doraisa level, there's no uh, there's no no concern for the fetus. Meaning on a Doraisa level, it's hetergamur, but midrabanan, there's going to be an iser. However, it would seem to have to be a Doraisa based on a principle known as mi'ikamidi, meaning even though there are these Rishonim, the Ran in Chulin, and Tosos in Nida potentially, that seem to suggest that the Isser is a very minimal Isser, maybe only an Isser Dirabanan. There is a principle called mi'ikamidi. Mi'ikamidi means is there, that there can't possibly be something that for a Ben Noach is going to be Yasser, and for Yisrael is going to be mutter, and for a Jew is going to be mutter. The Meshchach, Meshmos Paraklamet Hay, says that it has to be Asr Midaraisa, and that Yechayiv Misa Bidei Shemayim, based on that principle. The Mizrahi in Shemos Paraklamet of Pasuk Yud Beis, says that it, that, that, that it is the same as Ritzicha, but every time there's only going to be Asra Asafi, because you don't know if the baby's going to be Ben Kayama, meaning that it is murder, and the reason you're not actually going to be Chayiv Misa for it is because there's no way to give Hasra for it. Meaning, uh, what are you going to do? You're going to tell a person, you cannot kill this fetus, because if you do, you're going to be Chayiv Misa. Well, you don't yet know if the fetus was an otherwise viable fetus. And if you kill an unviable fetus, you're certainly not going to be Chayiv Misa. So every time that you give that Hasra'a, it's always a Hasra'a Safek. So as far as the severity of the Yisra, again, all over the map, maybe only in the Sidra Banan, maybe an Isr Da'oraisa that, that, uh, that, that's a Chiv Ritzicha. As far as the nature of the Isr, so the Mishnah clearly distinguishes uh, between an Uber B'mei Imo, a fetus uh, which you're allowed to kill when it's threatening the mother's life, 
and once the baby comes out. Now that's critical. Partial birth, I don't know what they call partial birth, I don't know how they qualify that, but in halacha, once the baby has emerged from the mother, uh, once the, the Rosh of Arubo, the head of the baby comes out from the mother, that life is as valuable as any other life, and at that point, even if threatening the mother's life, you would not be able to terminate the baby, let's call it what it is, at that point to murder the baby. What exactly is the distinction? Major machlokas. Rashi says that prior to the birth, it's love nefesh hu. Now that, that line in Rashi caused a, a big stir. What does that mean, love nefesh hu? So the way most, most understand Rashi is it means that Rashi holds, it's simply not murder. It, the mother would be murder, would be a life, would be uh, the, akin to murder, but with the baby, it's simply not murder. The Rambam in Hilchus Rutzeh Shmir Senefesh, Parak Aleph Halachavav, and the Shulchan Aruch quotes the Lashon of the Rambam says, Mishahotzi Rosho Einoginbo, Shein Docha Nefesh Me Nefesh, Vizehu Tivo Shel Olam. He sounds like he holds that it is murder, and that's why he needs to explain that the baby is a rodef. If it weren't Ritzicha, then of course you'd be allowed to kill the baby for Pikuach Nefesh. You're allowed to do anything for Pikuach Nefesh other than The fact that the Ram has to explain, meaning that implies that uh, that it's not actually Ritzicha, that you aren't Chayiv uh, Misa, um, uh, the, the uh, I'm sorry, that it must be Ritzicha. And you aren't Chayiv Misa because it's akin to killing a trefa. Once the baby is born, there's no clear Rodef, as Yerushalmi says, Eini Yodeah, Mi Rodef is Mi. So big nafkamina between Rashi and the Rambam is whether you can do an abortion on anything that's not a Pikuach Nefesh situation. What if there are situations where someone is not going to die? There's another major need of some sort. Are you allowed to do abortions in such cases. So the question is, if it's not Ritzicha, then what is it? What exactly is the Isser? So there are four different possibilities that the Postkim uh, rec- the Postkim suggest. Chavizyar in Simulam says, you know what, it might be Hashchasa Zera, that you're, you're destroying Zera, you're destroying uh, otherwise valuable Zera. It's a little bit strange, because after Kabbalah's HaTorah, there's no longer uh, a mitzvah of Puruvu for B'nai Noach, and Hashchaza Zera is an, is an, the Isra of Hashchaza is a function of Puruvu. So why would B'nai Noach not be allowed to do abortions if B'nai Noach are not included in Hashchaza Zera? But that's one possibility. A second possibility, the Marit in Chelegal of Simitzadi Zayin says that it's an Isra of Chavala. Just like you're not allowed to cut yourself, wound yourself, damage yourself, you're also not allowed to uh, perform an abortion because it's an Isra of Chavala. A third possibility, the Tshuvas Be'i Shlomo Choshmish Batsim in Kuflam and Be'ez, says that uh, it's a sakana for the mother um, because every surgical procedure has some element of sakana. There's some amount of sakana involved, uh, some amount of risk involved for the mother, and therefore you're not allowed to put the mother in sakana. Unless having the baby is going to put the mother in sakana, then it's going to be mutter. That's why that's the only heter that we find in the Gemara. The Nishmas Avram, Dr. Abraham in Choshmish Batav Chavhei quotes that Roshom Zalman Orbach held that it might be Geneva, because if you can't even steal money from a fetus, you sure, surely can't steal his life 
from him. Nafkaminas might be, you know, if an abortion has to be done, is it better to have a female doctor do it rather than a male doctor? Meaning a woman is not included in the Isra of Hashchasas Zera. She doesn't have the Isra of Hashchasas Zera. Maybe, you know, this, this Shaila was asked by a, a student on behalf of his wife. His wife is in PA school. So maybe if the wife is asked to assist in the abortion and there's a, uh, there's a male uh, doctor that might otherwise be, uh, be participating, maybe better to have a female doing it than have a male doing it because the female is not going to be included in the Isser of Hashchas Hazara. Or, or, or maybe it's better to have a Jewish doctor rather than a non-Jewish doctor. Because the Ben Noach, Shahargas and Nefesh, Ma'afilu Uber B'meimo, is Chayiv Misa. So Dr. Abraham points out um, that maybe Dafka, if a, if a person needs to get an abortion, maybe the Dafka should not use a Rofei Nachri. Maybe they should Dafka not use a non-Jewish doctor, um, because then it's going to be a violation of Lifnei or Lositeid Michshol. And he points out that in Sitz Eliezer he says that uh, better to have a female doctor do it based on the Chavas uh, that the basis of the Yisur is because of Hatzah Zerul Vatala. So a uh, woman doesn't have is not Mitzvah Imperia Verivia and Melish. She's not included in the Yisr of Hotzah Zara Levatala. Um, now, if it is Ritzicha, it would be a Harigval Yavar. Um, so, uh, Rav Unterman, uh, was asked about a girl who was Nebuch, who was, who was raped by a Nazi. And the Nazi told the doctor that if he doesn't abort the fetus, he's going to kill him. So Rav Unterman was makel to do the abortion, because even if it's a form of Ritzicha, it's not among the uh, 365 mitzvahs say. so it's not even an Abizrayu of Shvichas Damim, which is an interesting... Um, you know, an interesting uh, uh, way of threading the needle. That yes, Ritzicha, but not Shvichas Damim. That it's some type of Ritzicha, but it's not really uh, one of the Los Hasseis in the Torah, and therefore it's, in, it's not, it doesn't even count as an Abizrayu of Shvichas Damim. That is quite a, uh, a, a Chiddush. Min Chaschinach uh, Mitzvah Reish Hadivav is also similarly lenient, because the Svara of my Chazis, the Damadidach Sumaktfei, doesn't apply to a fetus. Meaning, why is it that you're not allowed to kill somebody even with a gun to your head uh, because how do you know that that person's life, that your life is more valuable than that person's life when it comes to a fetus you do know meaning a fetus's life is not viewed the same as a, uh, as, as a person who's in this world as a person who's already been born and therefore maybe you cannot uh, apply the principle of Yaharik Val to killing a fetus um, so the, the and, and in general whether uh, uh, being machshil someone else to do ritzicha is an isra uh, that's yarig val yaver is really totally in the machlokas if I don't understand lifneiver in general is lifneiver an isra klali or an isra prati meaning to say when I'm machshil you to eat chazer is that as if I ate chazer it's, it's, it's part of it's as if by, by being machshil you in the isra it's as if I'm doing that isra or is it no I did it separate isra called lifneiver so nafkamina would be if I'm machshil somebody else to uh, to 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 uh, commit ritzicha is it as if I'm committing ritzicha in which case it's yarig val yavar or is it no that I violated something else called lifne iver so once we're on the topic of lifne iver it's important to understand uh, some of the gedarim of lifne iver to apply it to our case so the gemara Nevel tells us and davavam beis 
that Lifnei Iver, unequivocally, unequivocally, that Lifnei Iver applies even to a Ben Noach, that it's not only something that applies to a Yisrael. It says, Minayin Shalayoshu Dadam Koshal Yayin Nazir, Ve'ever Menachai Leben Noach. How do I know that you're not allowed to give wine to a Nazir, nor Ever Menachai to Bnei Noach? Pasuk says, Gemara says, Tamalomar, because there's a Pasuk, Ve'lifnei Iver Lositein Michshal. So apparently in Isr Da'oraisa to be Machshil a Ben Noach in, uh, in, in an Isr. In the Yad Malachi, in his Kolea Talmud, he's not sure if you try to be Machshil Ba'avera, but the person ends up not doing the Avera, um, whether uh, you still violate Lifnei Iver. But over here, that's, that's really uh, I- irrelevant. Um, so, because over here, the, the issue is uh, potentially being machshil in the, uh, in the Avera. Um, you know, the, the, uh, it's interesting the, um, that, that you're being, the, 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 it really depends what exactly the PA's role is going to be in these situations. Meaning a lot of times when a uh, physician or a physician assistant, I, I guess for that matter, is receiving training, the uh, training will involve um, only supportive type of uh, role, meaning uh, you know I, I, I've never been in a, you know in a room where these procedures are done, but I would imagine you know pass me the instruments or uh, hold something in place you know or uh, <laughs> soothe the patient in some way you know things of of that nature that are more uh, you know more supportive uh, type of roles and are not the actual role itself as they watch the procedure the procedure being done. But sometimes when they want to give the person the training, to the contrary, the actual uh, act itself uh, may not be all that difficult to do. It's all of the preparation and all of the ancillary stuff that's the actual, that requires the actual skill. Like, uh, for example, they may have a doctor set everything up and then they'll call one of the residents over and they'll tell the resident, here, snip over here. And that snip could be everything. That snip over here could be what's, uh, what's actually making the woman uh, um, infertile, uh, unable to have children in the future, which is the Yisra of Sirus. That snip is going to be the Yisra of Sirus that you're doing on the woman or the man or whoever when, when you're a resident. And th- that they'll have no problem asking a resident to do and to watch. Uh, to watch to watch the uh, the more experienced doctors do everything else. So one has to be aware of what exactly their role is, because it would make a, a huge difference whether this is just just whether it's 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 uh, the isr of lifnei iver that's being violated, or whether it's uh, it's the actual isr itself that's being violated. Um, now, if it's only lifnei iver, if you're in a situation where you're enabling and you're helping, and you're so l- l- there are certain kulas that apply to lifnei iver. For example, um, if the uh, the Gemara says clearly that if the person is able to violate the avera without your help, meaning there are, there are three other physician assistants right there that could do the same thing you're doing, that will enable the doctor to uh, to violate this avera to perform this abortion when it's not medically necessary to perform the abortion. This person doesn't feel like they want to have this child. It's, uh, they, they'd rather go to graduate school and not have to deal with the child or whatever else that uh, are reasons that people may be getting getting an abortion um, or they're, you know, they're not married or you know, they broke up with the boyfriend who impregnated them or whatever, whatever the reasons are that, uh, that, they may, uh, that they may be getting an abortion. 
if the person is only playing a supporting role and the doctor has the ability to do that iser without your help, so then that would not be called Lifneva Midarai. So that would only be Misayeya Midrabanan. And as a Misayeya Midrabanan, there's a very important uh, Shach, and Dagon Ravava elaborates on the Shach, that tells us that when you have a person that doesn't really care about what the halacha is, then there's no iser of Misayeya Midrabanan. So if the person is only playing a supportive role and is not actually doing anything, so even in cases where it's not uh, halachically um, permissible to do the abortion, they could probably participate in, the, in that way. Um, however, if what the physician's assistant is asked to do is the actual procedure itself, so then you're doing an iser. That's not misayeh, that's not lifne either, that's the actual iser itself. So then they should have to be very careful not to uh, not to participate in doing that iser. A lot of times um, doctors have told me that, uh, that they, they, they felt ill-prepared for their residencies and for their rounds and different things that they were, because they didn't realize the things that they were going to be asked to do and they didn't realize that those those things were usher. So, you know, the... the um, the, uh, the the you know the attending physician might uh, might say to them here come here I'll give you and it was like an honor I'll give you the opportunity to come here and just uh, you know snip over here and 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 you don't want to say no when you're on the spot and you haven't thought about it in advance they're giving you an honor to be able to do it so uh, so but what they're asking you to do might be an isidaraisa so it's important for doctors before they go into the field to know what what things they might be asked to do and therefore it's very good that this woman is asking this question in advance. She, she needs to prepare herself. Now, I would bet, I'm pretty sure, that in today's day and age, that if a woman says that she has a religious conflict that prevents her from participating in abortions, that uh, she can get out of it, that they will uh, allow her maybe to observe without any active participation um, and, and things like that. I would imagine that, uh, th- that the concept of such a thing is not foreign to anybody in any in any OBGYN uh, office, and uh, you know, and, and and therefore probably she has the ability to get out of it. Where it gets interesting is if what it's a what if it's a halachically permissible situation, would it be better to have her do it than to have other people do it? Because as we said before, well, if it's all, if you understand like the Chavaz Yari, that it's an Isra of Hashchah there's no Isra of Hashchah for women, and then maybe it would be better to have a woman do it than to have than to have a man do it. But that's hard to say. It's hard to assume that we paskin like that Chavaz that the whole thing is only an issue of Hashchah So in general, I think she should try to get out of it when it comes to these kinds of procedures by having a conversation with them in advance not not on the spot when they're relying on her and depending on her but in advance to discuss her religious sensitivities and uh, if, 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 if faced with the situation she should be very very careful to only be in a Lifni Iver type of role and not in the actual Isser itself type of role okay so with that we conclude the Halachic uh, portion of today's year any questions before we move on? Both, yeah. Okay. Okay. 